you were flirting. You said this is interesting, Nikki. He goes, I was doing the same. That's what I was. You say to your friend when you run into them on Raya. And I was like, you do? I was like, no, you don't, you flirty bastard. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Andy. (laughs) What day is it? It's a very exciting day. Mm -hmm. We have a big star. A starlet. (laughs) A starlet. But my favorite part is that she is well known and all the Shandys will know who she is. Not because she was on... A shitty reality show, but because she's actually talented. <laughs> Wait a second. What are you no, saying? I have to interject here. I was, I am well known because I was on a shitty reality show. It was my first show called Last Comic Standing. So I also got my start with mm. a, a shitty reality show. That's not a shitty. Shit. I, I used the, the word shitty intentionally. That's not a shitty show. Uh, it, it was. I mean, <laughs> they're all shitty. It was entertaining and I liked being on it and I enjoyed my time on it. But I mean, reality shows, we could get into that later, but I have, uh, I, I think we should stop connotating reality shows with this like negativity of like reality. They're the most interesting thing to watch. People always, always, or people always say reality's fake. And I'm like, you know what else? What do you know what's more fake than reality? Um, actors who are <laughs> bad people pretending to be people you have compassion for and have in, anything invested in. At least people in reality shows are in fake environments, but they're real. I'm, so I'm, it's like the whole argument is fake is so stupid. I I mean, I feel validated by this opinion because I personally I love, really love watching reality shows. You're a star to me. That's how I, when I first I know of you as like I look up to you because I saw you on my TV well before you saw me on yours. And I was a fan of yours. I was just getting ready and doing my eyebrows. And I was like, every time I do my eyebrows, I think of you, I realize because I just <laughs> randomly thought of you. Oh my and God, I go, I, that's so ironic. I'm about to do her show as I'm getting ready for her show. Because I remember watching when you were on and your eyebrows were so on point before there was even on fleek. We weren't even saying eyebrows on fleek, but yours were. <laughs> so yours were like the first eyebrows on TV where it was like, that girl has strong eyebrows. And I remember I was watching it with my ex-boyfriend, boyfriend at the time and his brother. And his brother was like really like attracted to you and like very vocal about it. And I was kind of like jealous. And he was like, I just like her, like her. He said something about your eyebrows that made me like want to have them and need to need those in my life. And so now when I, whenever I go too fierce, I go fucking Charlene. Like, I'm just like, just Charlene, like just take a risk to go a little far and it's better. And it looks great, and you're still rocking them. I, but those are your natural ones, right? I yeah, I'm speech. Well, I mean, I do use a little powder and a little you clear got it, wax. But... The clear wax, I'm all oh, about clear that. wax. That's your trick. Yeah. But I'm oh, melting long. and extremely embarrassed and very flattered. You're but very sweet. You were sweet. also like an opera singer. You were di- you had more to offer. You were also like over it and like better than it. Didn't you leave? Was this Juan Pablo? <laughs> I'm not. I'm like. Everything's coming back to me because it all mish- like is mish- mishmashed together. I don't remember what, I'm friends with so many people that have been on The Bachelor. I don't know what seasons they were in. I don't care really. But the thing is, I can't wait to talk to you about dating and uh, marriage because I look at, as much like the eyebrow thing, I look at uh, your relationship, at least the, the, the peak in I got the night I hung out with you guys and we went to dinner and then afterwards went to the comedy cellar. We sat at a table. You guys had some drinks. I went and did a set. I drugged Charlene down there. I didn't let you there was boys no come. Dragging. It was me, me, Nick Vial, <laughs> and, you, and you two. And it was so fun because I went downstairs and like talked about 
the yeah. thing that was happening upstairs. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here with this guy that I is I'm so attracted to, but like keeps me at a like in a I was in a friend zone and I got to like talk about it on stage and then I came back upstairs and I felt like, oh god, I'm in control of this now. Like I don't care. I just kind of made fun of it and. And that was just, and you were there too. And I got to say all the things I wanted to say to you that I couldn't in front of them. And it was just I, a I fun little girl you. hang. I want to be you when I grow up. The ability to do that, especially since what you were saying was what was happening at that moment, mm -hmm. concurrently, yeah. upstairs. It, just, it was happening that evening. And you just went up on a stage in front of a bunch of people and turned it into material on the spot. And uh, I, I mean, yeah. most comedians can't, do that. And so I will circle back to what I said originally, which is that you are effing talented mm -hmm. and I'm going to <laughs> introduce you officially. Yes, we're here to, oh, yeah, we're here to butter you up. Don't, don't yeah, forget that. You're not, you're not, you're not here to butter I'm us up. I'm so buttered. <laughs> Nikki, I'm going to introduce you now. My God. You're the sweetest. It's humiliating. I'm, I don't want to hear I'm, my accolades. Okay, I'm gonna make it super brief, super brief. Okay, that's just so endearing. even though that's not fair for me to say to you, even though I just gave you yours. So please, it's yes. super brief. I'm just gonna. You are our resident celebrity today. You are here as a celebrity, but I really wanted to stress how you are actually talented, and you you downplay your skills and don't jump in and get all modest. You you say it's just about being honest. That's not true. I, I can be really honest and, and not it's not spun into gold the way it is with you. So just take the compliment and move on with your life. But you are a well-known comedian, roaster extraordinaire, mm -hmm. and the host of the Nikki Glazer podcast, which, by the way, I have been really enjoying. It's hilarious, conversational, super sharp, and it's funny, but not mean funny. So Thank you. you just you nail it every time with everything you do. So I will stop there with the accolades. That is really nice. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Okay. And, uh, okay, you know, we're not. figuring it out over there. We do it daily, Monday through Thursday. You don't have to listen every day. You can jump in whenever. It's kind of like a morning radio show that like, I'll catch up to speak. If you jump in and you're like, what are they talking about? You'll eventually find out. Just, you don't have to listen to old episodes. Just jump right in. Uh, Nikki Glaser podcast. They're, they're really great. I just don't know how you do four episodes a week, but yeah, it's impressive. Crazy. I love it. I wish it were seven. You are here as our resident celebrity to give us a peek inside the world of dating and relationships when That's you right. are famous. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the idea really came about when we did hang out because we started talking about this and you were so willing and open and we we were all like just on the I edge was like, of us. help <laughs> you were just very <laughs> candid and I was just like that's the stuff people want to know and you don't need to name any names yeah. it's just sort of about your experience I'll give you enough clues <laughs> I'll give you some easter eggs but yes I, I five years ago I would have craved knowing what it's like when you get to the level of fame I'm at and I want to be very clear about my fame I have 700 and 40,000 followers on Instagram. Not bad, not too shabby for a comedian who doesn't post like bikini pics, not too bad. Mostly male demographic. I uh, am known uh, in, the, in the Joe Rogan circle. I'm a, you know, accomplished stand-up comedian. I have respect there. But like in terms of getting recognized on the street, I'm not like there yet, but I also have got really famous right when COVID happened, like <laughs> in November before COVID. That's when it was starting to pick up where I was like, oh, people recognize me. So since COVID, I actually have gotten a little bit more famous. So I don't know where I am because the world hasn't opened again in terms of recognizability. But I will say that like 
something's happened recently where I'm on the next tier, uh, where it's like the, the roast stuff has gone viral enough where celebrities have seen it. You, you become more famous when more famous people start to like you because mm-hmm. famous people will then put you in their things and write, write a fire emoji underneath your Instagram. And suddenly, <laughs> Oh, Paris Hilton wrote a Paris Hilton's friends with Nikki. She's now moved up a rung. So the idea of famousness is all very stupid and sad, but it's just be, it's the ultimate. If you want to be famous, you just didn't get enough love when you were a kid and you're trying to get it from strangers. That's all it's about. And then when you start to actually feel lovable enough, you don't crave it as much, but the perks of fame, if you do figure that out, are still very attractive because you get to like deals on stuff, <laughs> you know, and you like get, and you get treated nicer. It's just a more comfortable life. But in terms of the love from strangers, it's, it's, it's yeah. dumb. Mm-hmm. But uh, that being said, I'd love to give you a peek into that level of fame. I would say I'm Perfect. like C plus list. B, no, I'm B list. No, no, you're B. B. I'm yes. B list. At least. I'm, At least. I'm a solid B. I'm B. It's all, everything is like anything literally. I mean, I'm really into some weird theories that like kind of might blow people's minds, but like you can't blame or you can't uh, congratulate or blame anyone for literally anything because everything you do is your brain just doing something. Oh, I've thought this many times. I've thought this many times. You have no free will. It's it's a a crazy concept. You don't understand. Don't get me started. In how good free will, there is no free will. (laughs) Do you know that, Andy? 100%. 100%. Andy thinks 100%. about this. There's no Zero. question of it. Yeah, Zero. thank you. This first question is more for us to know, just just to color how we ask other questions and how we respond to your answers to other questions. And you, you don't have to share a name or any specifics, but are you currently seeing anyone or multiple people? This is not for gossip, um, tabloid reasons, but no. just... No. To- if people care enough, they'll take something I said here and make yeah. it something. And I will be flattered because that means I'm famous enough for someone to actually give a shit about who I'm dating. But I, I used to love... I love finding out who people dated. Who dated who? Like, I always go there and find out... They list a celebrity and then all the people they did under them. And then you can kind of Kevin Bacon your way through and <laughs> see how people are connected and what STDs they all share. Anyway. So, uh, so no, not currently, correct? Not currently. No, I actually started really liking this guy that was a comedian. And the first, the, the guy in July was someone that I met through show business, um, through a show. And I don't want to give any details about him, but he was, he was in on my side of show business. And I there was a, a definite, like, that would be so fun to be this, like, power couple that, like, we're both chasing the same kind of dream, and, like, we get each other's industries, and we can do stuff together, but also separately, and we can inspire each other, but I, I've also found that men in, in my field who want to be with me often want to be me. Like, they're mm. attracted to me because they are... They want to be as funny. Like my world's cool. Stand-up comedy is very cool. So, especially you know, when you reach a certain mm-hmm. point, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I am cool. Like I'm regarded as like kind of uh, you know they they want to know how I'm getting on these shows. Like I want to be on that show. I want to be on Conan all the time. I want to um, host these kinds of things. Or they or I want to be able to go host the show and make it look so natural. How do you do that? And they want to like absorb my, like, and I've done that before too. I love being with talented men. Cause I'm like, maybe I'll like, I'll, if, if he likes me, then I am him. Like I'm equal. And that's what I found was like, I was 
ending up with guys that looked at me admiring admiringly but they respected me more than they wanted they like respected my craft more than they wanted to fuck me and I've never wanted to fuck a fan so I kind of realized I don't need a guy to think I am like be a fan of mine and if if anything I I really don't think I could be with someone who's already a fan of mine like a big fan or like knows all my stuff but if someone was just like oh hot she's funny and hot cool move on to the next clip and that's how they like know of me great and now since then, it's just, uh, my latest thing is a, I fell in love. I was on a, I was on location on a show, um, not so long ago. I fell in love on the show with someone that I worked with and knew that it couldn't ever happen outside of this setting because of just, we wanted different things. Like literally knew that going in, but was just like, I don't know, maybe I could have it or whatever. Also was just like, I'm never attracted to people in the way that I was, that I was just like, couldn't help myself kind of, even though I knew it was doomed and I fell in love, but I fell in love in a way that I've never been in love. So I didn't know that you could feel that way about someone. And I'm just like, oh fuck, because it was just like, oh God damn it. Like that's what it's supposed to feel like. That's the thing I was chasing for eight years with someone who couldn't do it. And, um, and so that's where I'm at is that I had to, like say goodbye to that, like at this point, a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yes. Two weeks ago, Friday. Mm. And, um, it's just turned into a big nightmare where, um, without giving specifics, like I cannot contact him. He cannot contact me. I mean, I could contact him, but I've been told I, I shan't. (laughs) And, uh, I'm going through a heartbreak because I can't contact, I can't be in touch with someone that I love so much. But I'm also like so happy that I like am because I'm still in love, you know? So I'm like still like happy. It's like he died. So there's like a happiness of like, I had that. And I just like that feeling of knowing that even if something ends, no matter how short it is, like you can, you don't have to look at it as a failure. You can just be like, like happy that 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 whole saying, like happy that it happened. And so I'm feeling that for the first time of like, oh, it's, giving me hope that something that, that, oh, that's what it feels like. You can have that and you uh-huh. can have it with someone that you would never think you would be attracted to. It exists. That's great because that's I am cool. a picky bitch on these apps. Apps, I the guys I've fallen for truly in person, I would swipe left so hard on their faces on an app that my phone screen would crack. So the, the, I'm never attracted, the guys I truly end up going for, I'm never attracted, to, their profiles would disgust me. So the apps are worthless for me, especially Raya. Okay, and we're then, gonna cir- we're gonna circle back. Yeah. To- okay, so bring us, that's bring my us- whole straight dating story right now. Okay, and I didn't have sex till I was twenty one. I didn't have my first boyfriend until I was twenty four. I didn't um, have an orgasm until I was twenty one. I didn't start masturbating until I was thirty. I've only um, I've had sex with about like sixteen guys. I went on a streak when I used to blackout drink until two thousand eleven when I quit drinking and uh, or two thousand yeah two thousand eleven when I quit drinking. Coming up on ten years now. And uh, then after quitting drinking, sex got really hard to do. And I was only able to do it if I was like in love with someone. But before then, it was like, you know, anyone. So that's my that's my whole history. That's like an intake. I just want people to know like that. Don't apply this. My my kind of life lessons to your life unless you can. But if someone relates to that, listen up, bitch. <laughs> Okay, so first of all, about the heartbreak, I just want to quickly say congratulations on, Mm -hmm. you said you shan't. I do think that 
the moment of realization that you shan't reach out anymore is worthy of congratulations because Thank you. it takes a lot to get to that point and it's not easy to come to terms with that. And a lot of people put that off and deny that for far too long. So quickly Thank congratulations you. on that. If we're going to get into like the celebrity aspect of this, is there anything beyond like Raya or Instagram DMs? Is there a new Raya? Is like how do celebrities okay, so meet each other to date? Is it most Raya? Instagram? No, th- for me, I wish there was a new Raya because Raya is just not delivering. But it's, it's good enough, you know. I just recently started talking to a guy on Raya who is a like um, a rich guy who just like puts on festivals and kind of like makes <laughs> cool events. And okay. I did his event once and he, we met briefly. I think he was in a relationship at the time because I think I, he was cute and I asked about him to my the friend I was with. I was He was like, oh yeah, thanks for doing your festival and was very nice. And then he had to like go off. And I was like, what's his story? And she was like, oh, he has a girlfriend. I was like, ugh. And, um, but then we matched on Raya like two, three years later. And now we're talking and he's very nice. So it's like event, it's like that, that kind of people. But you see actors on there sometimes. I remember... There was rumors that Ben Affleck was on Raya. I did not put those out there. There might have been rumors that, uh, you know, there's people on there. I, I don't want to get kicked off of Raya because I'm still relying on it. But <laughs> there's not as many celebrities as you think. It's, yeah, I mean, you would think I was getting so many swipes, but I'm like not. There's so many models on there and just you're competing with such hot girls. And these guys are also really hot and famous and rich. I mean, and they're not mostly famous. Let me just say on Raya, the celebrity dating app with quotes around it, I maybe see a celebrity once a week at most. So it's And it's changed, the same then. guy that keeps popping up. Like once in a while you'll get one that's like, oh my God, that guy. But really the celebrity dating app is Instagram and having a blue check mark and searching your right. message requests okay. for a blue check that's mark. That's what we thought. That's, that's what it. we figured. Yeah, having the blue and, check mark and, and then your message instantly is that's why I know. Let me just say as someone with 750, probably by this point, uh, followers on Instagram, people DM, I see every DM. Do I read every DM? F- fuck no. But I see every single one and I scan them for blue check marks. So if I'm a blue check mark person writing to someone with I don't know, 14 million, they have to work uh, 20 times as hard as me to look through their DMs. They they don't have to work that hard because I realize how long it takes me as someone with a close to a million. It's not that hard. They, you see, literally anyone can message celebrities through their DM requests. Mm-hmm. And if they're in the millions and they're lonely enough, they will read it at least. You can That's shoot amazing. your shot with anyone. And I, I is crazy. implore good people to shoot their shot, but please make your account not private so that we can look at your picture, have pictures of yourself on there. Do not shoot your shot without a picture. Are you insane? Don't make me ask for your picture because I'm not going to, because then when I do and I don't like you, you'll know it's because of your face. So that's, I'm not going to do that. So shoot your shot with picture and like, and shoot your shot. And I wish more guys did that in my DMs that I wasn't like, you think you could get me? It's always the guys that you're like, there's all the guys that think that, oh, she wouldn't like me. I I would. And all the guys that think like, she would like me. No, I wouldn't. Like, it's like, do the opposite of what you feel. And, sounds and like follow it applies it. to non-celebrities. I too. fucking slid into Matt yes. James's DMs, the new Bachelor. I slid into his DMs. It got like written up in uh, Us Weekly because I had said it on Paris Hilton's podcast. But I shot my shot, but I didn't shoot it in a way that was like, I don't want to be the first one to be flirty. Um, I like a guy to do that first. 
kind of, and then I kind of back it away and then I'll decide when I want it to get flirty again. Mm -hmm. But I, I slid into his DMs just to be like, Hey, and it was nothing. If, if he ended up with a girl on the show, which I was sensing based on his interviews that I was watching because I knew the show was over, even though the way I was viewing it wasn't over. I was like, this guy's single. Like I saw him on watch what happens live and I'm like big beard. I'm like, he's, he's going through it. Like this guy. And he was very cool in that show. So then when he reunited with his dad on his show, I was like touched by it. And so I just wrote him like, that was so touching. Thanks for sharing that with the world because it was very vulnerable. And the producer set him up to like have this moment that you not, Did he you reply? don't have that moment when you're deciding between two women as well with cameras around you. It was a lot to take on. And so I just wrote him like that was moving. And, but it was also, let me just say, if you didn't find the lady you're looking for, it might be this <laughs> compassionate broad right here. Even though my my slide was inspired by real feelings, whether or not he is married. Uh, if you're not, uh, I, I like the cut of your jib. So, but he never uh, he never read it, which means he did read it, and he just didn't accept the request. Oh, oh I find that no hard guys to don't want to date a comedian. Guys don't want to date me because, or a, a lot of guys that would love dating me think that I'm like gonna Taylor Swift them, but like with mean jokes about their dicks on stage, which is every man's biggest yeah, fear. Yeah, we were gonna and ask I'm about that. I'm not gonna do yeah. that unless you Eventually. hurt me. We're, yeah, okay, so speaking of DMs, do you find that if a celeb slides into your DMs, are their approaches different from non-celebs? Like, do they sort of expect you to know who they are? You know, no, they, they the ones that have, I've had, I've had one that was like, Oh my God, what the fuck? Like having to check it multiple times that it wasn't like a fake real one, like that kind of person. And I cannot wait to someday reveal who this is. And I will in like a special because it's so good and so funny and so ironic and all these things. But I've had one A-lister, I would say he's an A-lister slide in. And then I've had like, uh, you know- Is that the A-lister you told us about that night? Oh, it actually wasn't. But, that's but I want you guys to know who I'm talking about. <laughs> that's well, even just cut that. Just cut that out because I like this. Yeah. Just bleep it because yeah. I want your reaction just now because this is, it makes it so much funnier. That isn't that insane? Yes, yeah. that's great. We're gonna do a isn't solid that bleep. Okay, so that guy came in and was just had seen my special and was like, "Oh, I like your special. I like uh, this thing you talked about." And I was like, "Oh, cool." Um. Thank you. Very like, it wasn't even flirtatious, but it was talking about something I talked about sexually that he was, he was like, I like that too. And I was like, Oh, good, good to know. It looks like you're married and happy with like, children. Like what? So I just like cut it off, even though it was his way of doing the same thing I did with Matt James of like, Hey, I exist. And I'm, I think I like sex things, but it wasn't done in like a flirty way at all. So anyway, um, the other celebrity that I've talked to and had like a relationship with that is an A-lister, I met uh, randomly when I was in a city doing um, stand-up comedy at like a club in, uh, I don't even want to say where, but he was there shooting something and I just saw him in the park and I'm like walking on the phone with my friend and I'm like, dude, uh, and you can cut this name too, just bleep all these names, okay? I'm like, yeah. is sitting on a park bench and like, and she goes, who's and he's like, she's, and I go, just Google him. She's like, oh my God, uh, of course. And I was like, wait, I'm gonna walk around this circle. Cause he was like on a park bench, just staring with not like, not listening to music, not on his phone, just like staring and like looking ahead. 
and just it's like this beautiful uh squ town square and but he's not like looking to get seen i'm just like this is so weird and i go if he's still standing sitting there when i get around the circle it, i'm meant to talk to this person i have to go up to him so i just approached him i was like i was like and he, and he was like oh hey and i was like hi i'm sorry you don't know me i'm nikki glazer but you might i'm a comedian it doesn't matter i just really think you're great and you know and he was like, oh my God, of course I know who you are. Like the roast had just aired. Like I'd just gotten a lot of attention for the roast of Alec Baldwin. So he knew me as like roasty. And then I sat down, said I was at a club, asked him what he was doing. We had a really nice conversation, not flirty, but very vulnerable, very honest. And like, just like extremely vulnerable for like meeting someone right away talking. And then we exchanged texts, but I felt like the vibe he was probably in something, even though I was, would have been flirty right away. Because it's like, when it, if a guy's like not giving you a vibe that normally you'd be like, this should be a vibe. He's just into someone else. Like, it's, I didn't take it personally. But when he wasn't, he circled back around and also was like, I'm going to watch your special. And then was like, very turned on because it's very sexual. Even though I was like, I know you think you know me from that, but you don't. Like, I'm pretty much a prude. And like, then he started coming on too strong. And then one day I was in the mood to just like be sexual. And he had, he, he would always text me in the middle of the night, like, what's up? And I'm like, you, do you want me to just like jerk you off over the phone or text or whatever? Like, it's so annoying. And so in the morning I'd be like, no, he'd go, I was thinking about, just thinking about you. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're checking in on me and my family and how we're doing during the quarantine. So I would just like right back, like uh, in the morning I'd go, oh yeah, you were thinking about me? Wanna talk about it now? And uh, one morning he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. And I was like, uh, this was before pandemic. I was like boarding a plane and I just decided to like be filthy. Cause I was probably a little bit horny and like, just like wanting to be like, fuck this guy. Like who's, and just like, see if I could just be as hot as possible without being like, not showing anything. Cause I'm literally at the airport. And so I just wrote filthy things. It, which was really fun because he was like very into it. And uh, we had only like texted about comedy and about like, he's like, you hate blowjobs. I know it from your video. And I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about and watch it again. You're not listening. And you think I'm like some slut now. Like it's just, he had, he wasn't like listening, which I was flattered cause he was like into me in the way that I, I don't need him to respect me comedically again, like I'm saying, but I just like sent filthy things. And then after that, he kept wanting to do that again. I'm like, I only do that at gate B17 <laughs> and my connection in Dallas, Fort Worth. Like that is not a thing I'm into doing unless I'm also horny. And so then after a while he was like, I really want to get to know you. I, I just started going, like, I, you're not gonna get anything. The only time I got you to like, like to come or whatever was like one time, a long time ago, you keep trying, like, you gotta get to know me better than this. Like, mm -hmm. I just, I have no interest in this. I don't need this and I don't wanna do this. It doesn't like give me anything. So and, I, um, and I go, but I still think you're interesting. And I, I like, I liked our talk, but no, I'm not going to just like jerk you off with like text. It's so stupid. Unless so I'm in the mood. So <laughs> anyway, I said that and he was like, well, I'll talk to you right now. Let's FaceTime. And I was with my friend in uh, Michigan at her family's cabin and everyone was like asleep quietly in this very quiet cabin. And I was like, I can't get on FaceTime. Like I'm at my friend's cabin. He was like, then let's just FaceTime and stare at each other for a whole minute. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, done. <laughs> That is like, I love that. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. 
Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. I hate dates where you have to like talk. It's like that. If I could just stare at someone, I was like, that's so weird. And I love how weird this guy is right now. Let's do Mm -hmm. it. So then we looked at each other for a minute. That was the first time I'd seen him since the meeting in the square when it was not sexual at all. And then we looked at each other and we were both like very into it. Like it was, it was hot because that's all we could do. And so after that, I was like, I kind of like this guy. And then he kept trying to have phone sex with me. And then eventually I said to him, you know, I don't, I don't really, I'm not in, into being sexual with someone who has no interest in me whatsoever whatsoever, and knows nothing about me. Cause he kept being like, you're so interesting and you're so beautiful and you're so funny. I go, where are you gathering this data? Are you listening to podcasts I'm on? Are you watching a show? He goes, I just watched you on history of swear words on Netflix. And I go, okay, good. That's all I needed to know. I needed to know like what you were consuming of me. Cause you get, I, I don't see you on Instagram. I don't know what you're watching or if you're just making this up. If you saw me on that, yeah, I was fucking charming as shit and I was myself. So I like that you liked But that he also wasn't me. engaging in actual conversation with you where he no, would learn and so those I go, things. I, wa- I go, you, you don't know how many siblings I have. You don't know what kind of music I like. Oh, dear. And he was like, I go, I don't care about like, stop this bullshit of, that you like me. Like, if you like someone, you're interested in that stuff and that's okay. You don't, but you don't like me. And he was like, oh my God, you just cracked open the script I'm working on. The the whole, the character's a narcissist and doesn't realize it. So I'm going to have the, the, the characters call them on it in the end and say, you don't even know what a sibling. And I go, um, did you steal my line? That's fine. But I was kind of flattered because he's like very accomplished writer. I'm like, oh, it's something I, I inspired. Good. And he goes, you're right. I really want to know these things. So then he put in effort and we talked on FaceTime like four times. And then I just realized that actors are, I can't be with someone who wants the spotlight as much as I do because I need someone who will let me shine. I don't want someone who's trying to be shining too. I genuinely believe in that, by mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. I really believe in that. I think you really need you a yin yang. You can't have two. Yeah. And I think that applies to non-celebs too. But actually, this nicely highlights one of the questions I had for you, which was, are celebrity men different than non-celebrity men in terms of like the sort yes. of games they play and the confusion and also do you have a preference the commitment if you had if you had enough because my celebrity men that i've dealt with are i mean that sounds kind of i mean those were t- yeah like i'm in that circle normal. but like most of my interactions are with like the guy that i'm like fell for is like a crew member like i was trying to have a julia roberts danny motor moment you know and i think mm-hmm. that can really work because the dynamic that we're talking about, the person that likes to be behind the scenes, the person that likes to bask in the, the lights that the person is setting up, the other person setting up, and both mm. are like, it's just a good s- symbiosis. But uh, celebrities, guys, and like, uh, um, yeah, I mean, like, that's, you guys totally have that. Like, the way, Andy, you look at her, and I saw you look at her when we were at dinner, and like, the way you speak of her is like how you, how I would want someone to like to speak of me. And like, I would trust that person to never be like, she's a bitch. Like, I like, of course I'm going to be a bitch. And like, you can say that, but like, I want the person who loves me to look at me the same way. I'm just like, like, I want them to, this is, I don't want a guy to be like, great joke. I want a guy for me to be, to be doing silly and something that's really funny. I want a guy to just be like, Oh my God. And like, look at his phone, like, like maybe tired of me and my obnoxiousness, but like, it's still a loving way, you know, like Mm -hmm. nothing, no resentment. And I feel like you have that. And I feel like two celebrities, celebrity men, they, they want 
they don't work on, men don't work on themselves and especially celebrity men because they are being told by everyone that they're Perfect. doing everything right. Mm-hmm. No one's telling mm-hmm. them anything. No. And so they have to have like a mental breakdown before they go actually address their mental Demons. health. And I feel like celebrity women are maybe more on top of it, but I don't know what women are like to deal with. But I, uh, I find that celebrity men are just, they're so attractive because they're confident because that's what got them there. Confidence yeah. in men is and, sexy. And mm-hmm. Some rich. of them are talented and the talent crush is a real oh, thing. Mm-hmm. Talent is so like for it's so hot. I always like for a guy to write a song about me someday or to be inspired by something I said to put in a script that's in his movie. Like I would love to be a muse. Um, <laughs> but I also think that I could be a muse for like like I am a muse for them in other ways. Like I and I'm that for, you know. I don't know. As a celebrity, you're that for the world. You don't need that at home. You don't. You're need also your own muse. You. Like, like you really are your own muse more than most. And muse is my muse. Mm-hmm. The band. I listen to them, <laughs> and they actually inspire me in many ways. But man, are people attractive that want to be famous? Because the confidence and they're like hot. And society <sighs> likes them, so you're like, oh, well, the popular boy in school. They're so attractive. Like me. Like Nick Vile for me was like my dream boy and I I really I'm so happy for him in his relationship but I'm really at a point where like I I used to crush on him for I was like probably always have the crush on him he's dreamy so when I'm around him I'm always like damn he's like I would like to have sex with him but I'd like to have sex with a lot of people that are maybe married and I'll probably still tell him like yes if given the chance and it was okay legally I would have sex with Nick like that will always remain like a thing that I'll want to do but I've not, it's not like a goal of mine and I enjoy him now in a context that isn't that. But at first when Nick uh, and I like knew, I saw him at fucking Dancing with the Stars at catering cause he was doing a, a part in another person's dance. And I was like, who is that fucking crew member that looks like Nick, ba- Nick for the Baxter? I was like, oh my God, I went back to like, that was like the day I had to dance live and I was distracted. I was like, oh my God, you guys, there's the hottest fucking guy. And I was like, he looks like Nick from The Bachelor. And then it was like, oh yeah, he's on set today. I was like, oh, that's the guy. So I like definitely was like trying to flirt with him in my so small of interactions that we had. He was not vibing it at all, but I stayed the course and we, (laughs) and like, we became friends. And uh, And he's a great platonic friend. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. He's such a, and, and he's so, he's, he gives great advice and he's just, he's a different kind of guy than I have ever been friends with. Like there, he offers me stuff when we're together in terms, he's very honest, but he's, and he's complex, but he's guarded. There's a lot of going, he's also uh, has, you know, that fame thing. N- like, Nikki, 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 his head is you big enough. Nick. You got to take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was getting explode. to the bad things. He's I go, he wants to be, he wants to be famous. In, in other words, he wants to be loved very much, but he is in love. And I'm actually really happy for him that he can be like out with his relationship and not being like dependent on this image as a single guy. Um, but yeah, that was like hard for me because I thought he was into me because we matched on Raya, but we were already friends. And he was like, he wrote like, well, this, what did he write to me? This is, uh, this is interesting, dot, dot, dot. There was a dot, 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 Nikki. He goes, this is interesting, Nikki, dot, 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 equals flirty, right? And so I'm like, I get that that's text funny. and I was like, oh my God, that's, I, my friends have never seen me happier than when that came through. Cause I was like, <laughs> fucking, he does want to bang me. I'm so happy. I was the happiest. My friends were disturbed by how happy I was. Cause I was like, 
I guess they were like, we've just never seen your face like light up like that. The way I got like that prospect of a guy that I'm attracted to, like maybe wanting to bang, like not even bang me, just like, like maybe he, this would be my boyfriend. And then, and then it was like, I tried to flirt with him via text. It got so awkward. And I eventually, I go, Nick, you were flirty. You said this is interesting, Nikki. He goes, I was doing the same. That's what I was, you say to your friend when you run into them on Raya. And I was like, you do? I was like, no, you don't, you flirty bastard. You wanted to befriend me you, so I can be on your podcast. And now we actually are friends. And I would like love to do a podcast with him today. Like, that's the thing. I made a joke about him in my act is that guys don't want to fuck me. They want to podcast with me. So sometimes really hot guys want to befriend me and they kind of flirt and Nick didn't do this. He never told me he liked me, but I think some hot guys just flirt unintentionally or I just like thought he was cause he's just so hot that you just think hot guys are flirting. And I was, I became closer with him and now like they can get you to do a podcast with them because you're with like the prospect <laughs> that you might fuck them. And, and it's, it's a real thing that happens. I get, I get, uh, I get viled a lot. It's, it's, it's so real oh, that, that you'll, thing now? you'll do a podcast of the friend of yeah. the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, so I got, wait, one more big name. An A-lister, uh, young A-lister uh, singing sensation. Uh, I'll say his name so you guys know. Do you know who that is? No. Yeah, okay, we don't know anybody. The, yeah. I barely know who that is, but it's he's huge. Okay, like, just trust me. Huge name. And he's way too young for me. I think he's like a decade younger than me, but I had my setting set low because I think I was like in a horny, like triumphant mood a couple weeks before. And I was like, why is this child popping up? And um, we matched and he was like, and I was like, oh my God, can I bang this like, it's insanely young, like legal, obviously celebrity. I'm 36. So he's like, I think he's 27, 25, maybe like too young. I was like, but that would be good because I could just have sex with this guy and be like, I, and then always tell like my grandkids who will know him because he's so young. He'll be like young, even to them. Uh, I can tell that like I banged this kid and, um, and and he's cute (laughs) enough. And, but then we matched and he wrote to me, you're the, he, he wrote to me, you're the goat, which is only because he's, I go, Oh my God, this kid's a fan. And I go, uh, thanks. So are you, I, th- I, I'm a fan of yours as well. Cause I like two of his songs legit. And he said, um, uh, will you please roast me? Which is like the most friend zone. Like mm. I'm a fan, like camp. It's like, if, do you want me to make you a cameo or do you want to go on a date? <laughs> so I go, so then I decided to like write a bunch of jokes about him. I, I literally had my friends like come up with jokes for him. like we were all like brainstorming because I was going to send him just a huge list just because this kid doesn't take me seriously and I wanted to destroy him but instead I just sent him uh one that I can't reveal because it would give away who he is uh but I just sent him one that I wrote and he was like oh my god that's awesome thank you and I was like I literally just granted a cameo for this famous kid and he gets to be like this old comedian, like, I hate the, I'm always very uh, scared, even though I'm 36, which is young, I'm very, like, scared of being, like, an old, like, a cougar Actually, ever, or having, being some old wives' tale that these guys tell their young girlfriends that are like, ew, you slept with a girl who was in her 40s, like, where her tits all saggy, like, not like mine, and then they, like, bang that girl later, and they're like, no, she wasn't as hot as you, and then I've noticed saggy tits glazer the rest of my life. On that topic, because I on on your podcast, you talked about that fear and the fear of hooking up with someone and then like your celebrity sort of, 
getting out like them using that as a as a fun quip or anecdote in the future and sort of betraying your trust whether it's explicit or not do you feel that that's a real concern in general like is that in the back of your mind when you date that's a concern for most celebrities who aren't completely honest but I like I have nothing to hide so I do realize that most celebrities though have a lot to hide and are very private and like the ones that I've been really good friends with I've had some female friends that are just the A-est of A-list and they you can't really maintain those friendships because it's so private it's so you can't talk about them you can't uh you always have to hang out at their house because they can't go out because you know so the super famous yes very private but for me I don't, I only don't want a guy to use me disparagingly to get laid. Like I, if, like if a guy is texting with me and I know he's going to screenshot if this 25 year old kid I was texting with for a while. And then there's another 27 year old who I like entertain the idea of like, maybe this I'll bang this kid someday. But the 25 year old I was just like feeling out and, uh, and I knew that he was at a party and he was like sharing with his friends. And I just, I, the girls would probably be je- jealous or try to disparage me. I just know what it's like to be a young girl and being like, you're talking to like the guy you like is talking to someone who you think might be better than you. Or like you could, even though I'm not, and then you like shit on her and like hate her. Or I, I really, I don't do anything in my DMS or my texts that I would care if a screenshot got out, but I mm. guess I'm just scared of guys. Um, I don't even care if guys like use me negatively in their art anymore. I've had guys write, uh, so like I've had a, a boyfriend that was a, a rapper and he used to write like nice raps about me. And then he wrote a really mean one and performed it in front of me on my own show after we broke up and it was devastating, but it's still, you know, he wrote a song about me. So <laughs> the privacy Take what you thing, can get, right? Yeah. The privacy <laughs> thing, I will say I, there are times I am like, in good physical condition. And I'm like, Oh my God, I would love to be able to send someone nudes. And the idea that I have no one in my life right now that I trust to do that with besides my ex-boyfriend who like doesn't even give me what I want anymore in terms of it. He just writes Jesus Christ in all caps. And then like, that's it. And like, I need more, like, that's good. That's great start. But like, and so I have, there are parts of me that are like, Oh, you know, it'd be nice to just be like an, an not a famous person. So I could, get horny with someone easier and like, you know, do the the old thing that I was doing with that guy at the gate, you know, like I don't have not worry about it. Yeah. Or just even putting them on Reddit and getting like fucking guys jerking off to like something that like, cause I'm into some weird stuff clearly, but like the idea of getting that validation of feeling like a sexual person from someone would be great because I don't do it on Instagram because people go, you're a comedian, like don't be sexy. And you, women really get discouraged from being sexy unless you're a supermodel or someone who works in the sex industry. When you be, when you're sexy, women, uh, a lot of women will attack you. Feminists will attack you as being like putting out negative things for women or just do it, just do comedy. But I'm like, yeah. I, I, I'm really trying to fight against that urge to not post sexy things because I'm worried that my girlfriends will make fun of me. Cause it's like, thirsty but it's like i am thirsty i'm single and i need guys to look at me sexually and not like a clown like i need to put that out there because i know that guys that are interested in me will be looking at my instagram i need them to see that i'm like you know i want to look at i don't want to always be silly and like talking about my pussy on stage and also i'm trying to attract a guy who doesn't care that i do that stuff and doesn't actually have interest in hearing me talk on stage because he's gonna have to hear me 
all the time all, uh, when I'm not on stage. It's such a tricky dichotomy, I feel like, because it's, you know, I do think that as a female comedian, if you do talk about sex or lean into the sexiness too much, then it's like, oh, well, you're successful because you did that. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's it's always, uh, it's, it's just because she talks about sex and I'm not going to make that. I, a lot of people would go, okay, Taylor Swift, she, when Taylor Swift got being like, all she can do is country. She was like, okay, I'm going to fucking go the other way. Prove to you. I still want to do country. So like, I... I still like talking about sex. It still interests me. When it doesn't, I'll prove to you I can do anything. But let me just say this. I've been on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, the squeakiest of squeaky shows. I've done four stand-up sets on there with ease. And I didn't talk about sex. So you can't say that I can't work clean mm -hmm. if I'm able to do... Like, people can say I'm a sex comic, but then they're not listening because that's not uh, the that's not really what I do. My next special will be very different. And even the tour I go out on this summer, which I'm sure is announced by now, um, it's called One Night with Nikki. I'm doing a ton of shows leading up to a special taping in December. So I would love for people to come out and see me on the road, uh, do an hour plus of standup. And we're gonna have music. We're gonna have, like, it's gonna be a spectacular. And so it'll be well worth the ticket price. I'm gonna make sure of it because it's not a cheap ticket and I want people to get their money's worth. We wanna come. And, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you can check out those dates at nikkiglazer.com. But it's yeah. July through probably January, but I'm taping a special in December, but I'll still uh, help you work on new material. And um, and I promise you, you will have a great time because I really, uh, I, that's my goal for this whole tour is I wanna have a good time and if I do, then you will. A post-pandemic good time. Andy oh has God, yes. two questions that are literally labeled Andy. What I wanted to know is two things. One is when you are on a date, do you feel often the need to live up to your celebrity? Well, I don't often go on dates. So I don't, I don't like dates because of the pretense of sex being there. Mm -hmm. But like when I'm, I usually meet a guy like in the park, like I said, or on a set or like at work where it's a non-sexual thing. And I go, he's interesting. Or, and then I'll slide into his DMs later, or, you know, we'll find a way to connect. And then dating for me, I don't, I don't like the whole, I've never enjoyed like going to this like dinner and then having to go do this activity. I just really, if I like you enough, let's just go to each other's place and like see where it goes. I won't have sex with you until you're my boyfriend. Like I'm not like just trying to do Netflix and chill and like fuck sooner. I, I would just rather get takeout. Um, and, and like hang out and, and do what we would do as like a couple. We could do dates later as we get to know each other, but like, I don't wanna go on a date. But I do believe that if I'm not instantly like comfortable with someone, I don't think it's like, and instantly being like by the end of the date, I'm not gonna like write off someone right away, but I generally, in my friendships and everything, I just know right away, I know soon enough. So if I go on a date and take a chance, like. I try to just be myself, which uh, I don't try to be too funny. I hate that because I don't, again, I don't want them to think I'm super funny. I want them to laugh, but I want them to be like, like laugh at stuff that other people don't laugh at. Like I want them to be tickled by how cute I am. Mm -hmm. Like my cuteness makes them laugh as opposed to like my great one-liners. Mm -hmm. So that I, if I have that vibe with a guy, that's me in this book. It's, it talks about masculine, feminine energy, getting to, I do, but like, that's me and my feminine energy of like being like, Oh my God, I'm so excited about this thing I'm about to eat. Like if I'm like in that energy of like, I'm just like, like more like a girl and less of like, in that just in a feminine way and and less in me being like, well, the waiter, his tie sucks or like, like being more like a roasty comic. 
that's like when then I'm then I'm friend zoning you if yeah. I'm in that. And I oh, know right away by based on what I want to do. If I'm trying to be funny, ew, I don't like mm-hmm. you, but I might want to work with you or do a <laughs> podcast with you, but mm, nothing sexual. That makes sense. Yeah. That's um, how I, I, it took a while for me to know that. Important that. question. And I, I have a lot of friends in comedy, and this is a, a big fear among comedians, at least my male comedian friends. Do you ever worry that you're going to find a relationship that's so that makes you so contented and happy that your comedy suffers as a result? Mm. Because comedy does come from a dark, I mean, even even if it's yeah. light comedy, it always comes from a, a troubled soul to some degree. Yeah. I'm not scared of falling deeply in love with the, my perfect soulmate, even though I don't believe that's a real thing, but like someone who I got really lucky to meet because there's only like three people living on the planet like this that I would have this connection with statistically. And I got to mm-hmm. meet one of them like, oh my God, yes. Like the best possible, which is, I, that's probably the best you can get. Um, I, and that's winning the lottery, literally like your soulmate lives in India or China. Sorry to tell you that, like to anyone <laughs> listening, like it's not the person that so happened true. to be in your high school. That's insane. That's Very insane. True. The Very statistics true. of that are truly insane. So if you got lucky enough to meet one of the people that would have been in the top 1% of people that you're attracted to and you're like, good job, you found someone to marry. I feel like I would do anything for that. I would get, if it promised me I'd never be funny again, I'd be like, yes, good. (laughs) I will go great. I'll rescue birds. I'll open my own bird rescue. I have enough money right now. I have enough fame that I could turn this into something else that can make me be able to provide for a family and like a life. I want to chase that. Like that's the point of life is like the the way I felt when I was like falling in love. And yes, it was the new part of it. And it never even reached this, the, the, the deeper, but like much staler love. Um, it's just so it, that feeling's too good. It's, it's too good. And this, the, the comfort of it, my parents are getting older. They're going to die soon. The people I rely on when there are pandemics are doing like those numbers are dwindling and there's going to keep being pandemics. I need to find a pandemic partner. So that is more important to me than, uh, being funny as a comedian, but here's the thing. Here's the greatest part. No relationship, even if you find your soulmate is not going to be fucking hell at times and make you so mad and make you still have resentments that lead you to see the world in a comedic way. Mm -hmm. And also all of, uh, all of the rest of life is still shit. And you can always find things, people in happy marriages where they're deeply loved are still hilarious. It happens all the time because they are just disenfranchised by the the other places in their life. And and uh, if I feel love, like I'm chasing love, being loved uh, with fame. And so I think my it'll be so good for me when I finally find someone to like spend my life with or want to even try to do that because I won't seek that from strangers. So I'll be more free to be myself, which will therefore make me more famous. It only gets better if you're more authentic. And I think not having to please people and give them what I think they want because I have a husband now will like make me a better artist. So wow. I'm not scared of it at all. I'm not scared yes. of being on Zoloft. I'm not scared of meditating to make me better. These comedians who are like, I gotta keep drinking for my edge. You're such <laughs> losers. And I know you can't help being losers because there's no free will, but you're a loser because you're not even that funny. And you're funny despite that. So if you didn't have this crutch, it actually like worked on yourself. You'd be so much funnier, but you're never going to. And so I, women are gonna keep being funnier than you because we actually work on ourselves. And it's actually the thing you should do, not the thing you should avoid you scared little boy 
Wow, that was what an such answer. a good. That answer. was to every it was, male. It was comedian, more than way. I ever. That was that answer was more than I ever dreamed. That of was yeah. every that male question. comedian I was speaking to, and literally yes. no exceptions. And you are right; there is not a single exception. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get one last question in because this one actually came in a lot because we pulled our listeners. We didn't say who we were having on, but we did say it was going to be a celebrity. When someone does slide into the DMs or does meet you on the street and makes a move, do you prefer if they know who you are versus not knowing who you are? Mm-hmm. And then have you ever experienced someone pretending they didn't know who you were and then later found out that they did indeed know who you are? What a great question because it hits on everything I wanted to clear up before. I found if you want a celebrity to like you, be honest with your knowledge of them. Don't try to play it cool because first of all, celebrities love to hear how much you love them. That's why we do it. So be honest without, we won't think you're cooler because you pretend like you don't know who we are. It doesn't work that way. It actually is the other way around. And we definitely want you to know who we are, but a potential uh, partner, like I'm famous enough now and in a type of yeah, they should have at least heard of me because if they haven't, we don't like the same TV shows and we don't like the same pop culture. And that's something that I really mm-hmm. love to consume with someone. So I would be like, you know, the last guy I dated, he had never heard of me until like we were working on the show and he had to Google me. So that was a little bit like, are you that out of touch? Like I maybe don't want to be with someone that out of touch, but I also don't want them to be a huge fan. So I think that if that's you're a, a huge line. fan of someone, um, unless they're like a gigantic narcissist, which many celebrities are, it's going to be less attractive. But the thing is, don't try to hide it. Just be honest. But it, it would, it wouldn't bug me if a guy, it would, it would gross me out if a guy was a fan. Male men are the opposite. Men like fans because it, but women are like, ew, I don't like myself. You like me. I'd rather if you like kind of didn't like me that much or like, (laughs) I'm still in that. Like, it's so true. Weird. Like what, like, Oh my God, you're a fan? Gross. Like, I could just have you easily. Not interested. Like, call me when you're married. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to write that down. That's a funny line. Call me when you're married. <laughs> oh God, you guys. That's this That's is so gold. fun. Oh, and what, what was the other thing you said? So yeah, we want to be recognized. And then there was one other thing. Have was you ever it? experienced someone pretending they didn't know who you were and then you later found out that they did indeed know who you were? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I have done this before to John Mayer. I remember when I first met him in person, I tried to tone it down of like what a huge fan I was. And it just was inauthentic. And he's a person that probably uh, expects authenticity for like, it just, and he's so famous and he meets people, he knows who's lying probably. And I was just like, oh, hi. like, but I, did, I didn't want him to think I didn't know who he, I wasn't like John who, but I was just like, <laughs> hi, I'm, I'm Nikki. And he's like, I'm John. I'm like, hi, John. And I'm like, oh yeah, like, uh, and I tried to play it cool and I wish I did it, but honestly, I couldn't help myself. I was a huge fan and kind of like deer in headlights. So, you know, what do you do? That's and you're so just dear. like, oh my God, like, please, can I be added to that list of people who's banged John Mayer? And, uh, sometimes it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't go that way. <laughs> I would love it. Add it's a me long waiting it. list. It's, a, a, is it a it's waiting a long, list at this point? I feel like there's list, not, yeah. I mean, he can fuck anyone he wants. Truly. I really, I believe that. And I think he knows that. So I have to make There's it seem no way like he does not I wouldn't. Know that. Um, but I, but knowing I, 
I actually know that I wouldn't have sex with him ever. Like I really wouldn't. So I'm just putting that out there. Is that you your way of negging John Mayer to. publicly no, I mean, so I'm that not, he wants to have sex with you? It's not a neg. I'm not lying. He literally couldn't. And uh, <laughs> and, it. And, it. and that wasn't until recently, but I I would have uh, very easily in, in the past. But now, uh, no, that wouldn't. Knowing be John Mayer, he's going to make it his life goal now to have sex with you. Well, I'd like to see him try, but I uh, <laughs> I'm a woman of my word. No chance. I think that's really the perfect place to perfect to place. wrap. Yeah, on yeah. on the the John Mayer list note. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, add uh, me to it. Or or never. You're or don't. The, yeah, no, take, no. Me take me yeah. off. Take her off the list. Yeah, erase me and the, the list of one. And yeah. sorry about not, that. Yes. Not happening. <laughs> Nikki, you were such a delightful you guest. You guys. Delight. I lo- Absolute delight. The queen of candor. Yes, candor. Oh, that's really nice. I was so excited to talk to you guys, and we went way over time because I just, I wish we could hang out in person. So when I'm in New York, Aww. I will absolutely uh, schedule something for oh, with you guys. Oh, we are very, Please. very sure. much looking forward to it. And if, 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 what? if Nick's, if Nick's lady allows, allows him, uh, in the mix. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. After, the, after this podcast, it's going to be tough. <laughs> no, but, uh, Nick is amazing. No, no I, he's the he, best. We love him. And Nick. he would, ne- he literally would never, like, he has my yeah. John Mayer rule about me. Like, it will never happen. So, like, she has nothing to worry about. And she's like, the, she's, I, yeah, I do want to meet her. But this time, I, I don't want to be a, a wheel. So, we got to set me up. Think about someone. You guys are the cool people. Maybe okay, okay, how about someone. this? I'm going to think of my single friends, but I want to know what's the perfect DM to send Nikki Glazer yeah. to get her to like you? Mm. Because if I say this, then people will all send it to me. But I would say, <laughs> it's like I will get bombarded by that. And then I'm like, I can't sift out. So I don't want to give that away. We'll, we'll, we'll bleep uh, it out. Be yourself and uh, lead with like, uh, be be flirty, but not too sexual. Uh, because too sexual will always scare off a girl. This is just general, but this is also like me too. Make it so you're not just like a fan, but also like you think I'm pretty or like you're sexually attracted to me, but like a fire emoji can do that. And then just like, uh, and, and no mention of the word fan or mm. like my girl, you made my girl laugh. So hard. like, I don't want to hear about your girl. I don't know emojis. Lots of rules, but yeah. Except that's fire kind of, emoji. Just be yourself though, because if don't try to be something else. Be yourself and then I'll just find the people who are themselves. Okay. But it's so, very hard for men to be themselves on text. They're terrible at it or they're really good at it and then they are terrible often. Oh, oh yeah. Text yeah. Or de- te- texting is dicey. That's, that's, that's a not whole just, other two-hour podcast. I completely agree with her mm-hmm. because actually you're ways, a really good way. texter, but I had already met and spoken with you for several hours. Mm-hmm. You're such yeah. a good texter that I would have been wary of how you would be in person because right. how could you You don't want to be too good at texter. Oh, my God. There's some Ooh. guys yeah. though, that are fucking terrible at texting and you take it personally and they're just not some... They just don't have that chip. I think that Jennifer mm-hmm. Anson said that mm-hmm. about Brad Pitt, a sensitivity chip to like how you might perceive the way that they're okay, like okay, like with mm-hmm. nothing. They just don't, they're not charming over text. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, it's not because he hates you. It's because that's it's logical to write yes back and not yes, babe, see you then. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. It's so I true. was saying yes to him. What, why do I need to write more? Because I want to feel like you are like excited about going. So why don't you write an exclamation? Like tone gets so lost in text. It's insane. So voice memo is a good way. 
Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Text I was probably starts... the best DM too, because I'll hear your voice because voice tells a lot of things. Watch out. You're going to get a lot of voice DMs. I'll take them. I'd love those. And voice right. matters too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it really so much. does. Big, big, big. Your voice. Oh, you meet someone on, there I should be that with. on Tinder. Like it should be a voice recording. Like what does he sound like when he's, you know, picking up the bill? Didn't they Apparently have, don't they, they have that app now? No, no. So what's funny is we had this idea and yeah. we were so excited. We're like, we're going to start a dating app it, where you can only communicate via voice yeah. message and you only at first could do like 10 seconds and yep. then you build up to 30 seconds. That's, I like that. I well, like that turns, because it keeps like rules on it. With yeah. the 10 seconds, that's really good. Yeah, and it makes it special, but I it turns out that. it exists. Wait, it exists. Wait, <laughs> they do the thing with 10 seconds? They do the tears? Oh, I don't know about that. No, but that is, I would do that app in a second that, where it keeps it, like, you you get to, like, earn it by, like, that's fucking cool. So now we have to do come out, create an we app have to together? come out with this app before this episode comes out. <laughs> Legit, it's going to be really hard. Do you guys hard. know how to create apps? I have a couple good ideas for apps. So if you have ideas, I would love to go with, I mean, that's a good dating app. I seriously think that's a great idea. It could oh. be something. Um, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. You were the Thank loveliest. You, Thank you and enjoy so the Cayman Islands. It was good and, to hang. Let's well, in yes. person soon. Yes. Yeah, as we're real friends. Possible. This is our second hang and it feels <laughs> like it. the first one felt like years and now, so we tacked but, on but a little bit But pandemic was one day, so we actually hung out yesterday. <laughs> yes, that's true. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys. We'll bye. Love you too. Bye. Well, she was a hoot. She's really got to come out of her shell a little more. <laughs> That's my complaint. I want, I want a dash of Nikki Glaser in me. You, yeah, I think a dash of Nikki Glaser would really, yeah, really be good for I, you. I, w- I wish I had that. I just don't. I, I'm too, uh, too Canadian. Yeah, uh, yeah, Canadian. Worried about offending people and uh, burning bridges and just being misunderstood, having things I've said be misconstrued. You know, there's just such a freedom to saying what you think when you think it. Mm -hmm. I, I admire that. But I think even Nikki has had, as she said, has had to learn how to, you know, censor herself to some degree to avoid getting in trouble. You know, it's interesting. I, I think women, you know, if we're going to talk about straight relationships, I do think women value humor or funniness in men more than vice versa Mm -hmm. which is a little tragic because she's so hilarious but it's it's interesting to hear like when she's like oh yeah most like a lot of the guys i date they just sort of want to be me yeah they want the career that i have they want the opportunities Mm -hmm. it was very interesting to hear that because i was actually wondering I was actually thinking that being a celebrity is probably a bit like being the bachelor or bachelorette where in the back of your mind, you're like wrong reasons, wrong reasons, wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. You have to always, I guess, think about someone's motives when they have so much to gain by being in your circle and being photographed with you. And who knows? It could really help someone's career by dating you. So you have to think about it. And she's going to have to think about that a lot more because she is, as we said, she's like a B plus heading without a doubt towards A minus A territory. And I think she should personally enjoy her B plus fame now while it lasts because it probably gets weird when you get into the A territory. And yeah, it's funny you say that because I was actually, another question, I, there were so many questions I wanted I to know, ask. It was just lot. hard. But another question I wanted to ask is if there was sort of uh, a battle psychologically for her between mm-hmm. wanting to be as successful as she could possibly be and seize all the opportunities and reach for that A, a status or mm-hmm. whatever versus what that 
would most likely mean for her dating life because well, it doesn't I, sound like I, it makes things easier. I think she sort of said that love conquers all. Like she really values love over all of it. Yes, I loved that answer. That yeah. was a really golden answer. It was great. And she also said, you know, it was very Shakespearean. She said about having loved and lost is better than to have never loved at all. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm yeah, <laughs> Shakespeareizing <laughs> what she said. But she, she understands the priorities in life. Mm-hmm better than I think most people in her position right now. Mm-hmm. Based on the story, she goes for shitty guys, though. <laughs> hey, except for Nick. Nick's my man. Oh, yeah, no, you know, not, not Nick, not Nick. Yeah. And I John just... Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. What is funny is we learned that men are just sort of the same, whether they're celebrities or not. If anything, the celebrities seem worse. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. In order to become famous... Unless you're one of those unicorns that's just so talented that fame found you, you wanted to become famous to some degree. Mm -hmm. You did. Yes. And so then that... Unless you're Daniel Day-Lewis. That Daniel yeah. Day, I always, I love. But that's Daniel a perfect Day-Lewis. example. He's, a per- of, he's just like he's, he's so, so good. Yeah, he's so and he's talented. So uninterested in being famous. Yeah, zero interest. But he's a perfect example. He yeah. was too good to avoid being famous, and now he's mm-hmm. stuck being famous. He's stuck. He got screwed. Yeah, because he's so good. Yeah, <laughs> and he cobbles shoes in Ireland in his off time. It's unbelievable. That's true. I think, or maybe I just made that up. <laughs> Either way, it sounds good. But yeah, I do feel like to have that level of celebrity, it there's something in there. Like, I don't know if it's a bit of narcissism or just wanting to prove yourself to others mm-hmm. or maybe being a little too focused on your craft, mm-hmm. your craft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's interesting. It's like a whole other can of worms that you don't really think about as a as a peasant, as someone put it. <laughs> In, in the questions a for, for this episode. A crab scuttling at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, when I hear her stories, I'm just like, I'm so glad that yeah. I'm not famous oh, or don't God, have to deal. Yeah, it's not for me. Yeah, Gotta tough. say, yeah. It's tough. I'm, I'm at the absolute max level of fame that I want to be at in life. <laughs> it's so true. Don't tell that to our listeners. <laughs> no, but it's totally true. Oh, and you know what? One other thing. One other thing that I thought was funny is she sort of assumed that when I said that the lights, I set up all the lights, like Mm -hmm. that it was about me. But I actually was going to say it's the other way around. Yeah. Because I do. People on the outside would assume that I'm the celebrity in our relationship. But I actually think you're the more extroverted, starry type. And socially speaking, I prefer to to sit back and be more quiet. And in this case, I sort of set up all the lights because I'm like, look at my star. That's so cute. It's true. It is true. That is cute. I don't know actually. if I'm a star though, but a reluctant I do appreciate star. you setting up the lights. <laughs> it's nice. All right, I think we can wrap there. Yes, and don't forget to our one percent male listeners. Oh, yeah. Tips for... Yeah. Listen to those DM tips. Yes. Don't be stupid. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can keep Dear Shandy afloat by liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, leaving us an iTunes review and or rating. We always appreciate many stars. Mm -hmm. Telling your friends, following us on Instagram, and all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy listening to. And that way we can continue to have fabulous guests like Nikki Glazer. Yeah. Pretty big deal. Big deal. Yes. And on that note, I think we can wrap. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of Dear Shandy, and we shall see you next time. Bye. Dear Shandy.